0: I am Lena Chohan, the founder of Rise IQ. We are a medical concierge company helping employees and their families with their health journey and we create strategies to build an inclusive workplace. Hi, welcome to the Rise IQ podcast. Today, we are talking about men and mental health in the workplace. So why are we talking about this today? It will be more and more difficult for employers to keep and retain talent that don't feel supported and an environment needs to exist where they can talk about the majority of life and just be human. Rise IQ deals with many cases of depression, burnout, and general anxiety in the corporate world. It's more common than not, and coming from a baby boomer generation and Generation X, all of the men I used to work with were alpha dogs, all continuously competing and succeeding at their goal, until they didn't. Depression was always swept under the carpet, ignored, and mocked at best, Which led to men hiding away anything they deemed to appear weak. That was the culture. Today, the men I deal with are from different generations with different attitudes, behaviors, and expectations. They do want to have access to resources and benefits that improve their mental well being, but they are still reluctant to ask for this or do not know where to start accessing them. Mental health awareness is at large, and it should be. We all know that men struggle more than women to talk about how they feel. And it's having a huge impact on business performance. Work is the second biggest trigger point for male depression behind relationship breakdown. And suicide still remains the most common cause of death for men aged 20 to 49 in the UK. Men are much less likely to seek help in the workplace. But why is that? In business, in organisations, it's often because the culture doesn't support it. In fact, within most organisational cultures, it's actively discouraged so feelings of depression and anxiety can be much harder to spot. Men don't come forward and seek help at work because many times they may struggle with emotional literacy, feeling unable to find the right words to help them explain exactly how they feel. Other reasons can include that they're stuck in a masculine identity, meaning they fear what people would think of them if they step away from their conditioned and ingrained norms of masculinity. And also they believe that Emotion could be weakness. Being emotional is seen by many men as being weak, which is one of their biggest shame triggers. So today I'm speaking to Rowan Mascarenas, who's a sales trainer for a leading technology company operating in the fitness, beauty, and well-being sector. And we're speaking about men's mental health in general, also with reference to his involvement in a recent Calling out the Men campaign with Rising Vibe. They are consultants aiming to bring emotion back to business. Rowan, thanks so much for being here today. I want to go straight into it and ask, do you think that the conversation you have as men is to believe that having a mental health issue is not a weakness?
1: Yes, absolutely. And uh, I also firmly believe that there shouldn't be any stigma associated with men talking frankly about how they are feeling.
0: Okay, I guess everyone is dealing with something in various capacities. When you see high-profile personalities sharing their stories of their own suffering, I'm thinking Dennis Rodman, Prince Harry, Jim Carrey. Dennis Rodman was super dominant. When you watch his interview over the years with Oprah and 30 for 30, you realise he was crying out for help for decades. Sadly, there continue to be apparently happy personalities taking their lives, like Robin Williams and Keith Flint from The Prodigy. What's the first barrier as a man that you find when it comes to a mental health issue? Is it getting past the point of, can I talk about this?
1: So I think holding back on how we are really feeling is conventionally instilled in us from an early age. I mean, I was thinking about it the other day, Lena, and, you know, babies both cry in equal measures from birth, and suddenly big boys aren't supposed to cry. Um, And in later years, stereotypical statements such as man up, which I still hear frequently, really aren't that helpful. And I struggle to understand what this phrase is supposed to mean these days.
0: So what do you think would be a better way forward?
1: I think reframing um, around the whole word mental. And it's nice to hear um, a lot of organisations these days, certainly in the organisation I I represent, they talk about mental health as opposed to mental issues. So the idea is that you regularly uh, conduct an MOT uh, around your mental well-being, And for me, I would define mental as simply meaning of the mind in the same way that physical is associated with the body. So, you know, if you're having a problem with the latter, i.e. a physical problem, then you're encouraged to seek professional help and go and see the doctor, but much less so with the former when it comes to mental well-being. Fortunately, this has started to change in my experience with many forward-thinking organisations in the workplace. and They're now seriously looking at mental wellbeing in general, as well as specifically looking at the issues affecting men.
0: So how can men encourage their peers to seek help within the workplace?
1: So many organisations do have a wellbeing department, usually organised through their HR department, However, what I found useful, going back to my work with Rising Vibe, I mean, firstly, Rising Vibe define themselves as culture consultants, and their aim is to put the emotion back into business. This doesn't just apply to to men and and, uh, the male species, by the way. But specifically, I did some work with them when they launched their Calling Out the Men campaign, and I launched a series of videos with them. But one thing Rising Vibe have, and something that I've personally found beneficial, is their fantastic and practical visual tool, which is known as the Rising Vibrational Scale. Now, this scale can be accessed via their website, so simply log on to risingvibe.com. And the idea is that you can identify and challenge low-vibe behavior with compassion and care. And in the case of calling out the men, this creates safe spaces in which men can have the permission they need to talk, be honest, open up, and ultimately own and challenge how they are feeling. And that's helped me. So that's a a tool that anybody can resource.
0: That's excellent. Um, Also, can you just explain what you mean by low vibe behavior?
1: Yes. So the idea is so uh, really this is best explained by looking at the scale. So it's a 22-point scale and where one is you're in a state of complete euphoria that, if you like, is the ideal state, Um, 22 is really one of despair when you really need to seek professional help. Now, hopefully most of us aren't down there, but there are times when we may have been there. I think the lowest I've ever been is hovering around a 12 or 13. So low vibe is when you're at the latter part of the scale and when you're feeling low and then it's about exploring and talking about those issues. And then that, that's what we mean by low vibe behaviour. And the idea is that you take baby steps, work your way up the scale and reframe the way that you're looking at um, events that are currently going on in your life at the moment.
0: Amazing. So how do you feel it's impacted your own life since you've worked with them and since you've applied their methodology to your life?
1: So I would say, actually, what I'm doing now with you now, Lena, actually opening up and talking um, like a lot of guys, you know, okay, first of all, as you know, someone who works in learning development in sales training, my role and my default position is that I'm a cup or glass kind of full guy but then I often ask myself how happy am I and I tend to suppress a lot of my feelings and there's times when I suffered the odd trauma you know through bereavement I was bullied at school etc but now you know I tend to be a happy-go-lucky kind of person but what Rising Vibe have done and um, having also actually leveraged social media and reconnected with old school friends from primary school and, and secondary school days and actually talking to guys and actually just getting away from family life and, and being myself, that's helped me open up. But writing Vibe, as I say, I know I keep plugging them, but they uh, I found them really um, beneficial in terms of their approach to mental health and they do it in a fun way because it is quite a heavy topic and uh, not an easy topic to tackle, but um, they do it in a humorous way as well, so it's very accessible.
0: And that's really good to know, actually, for listeners, because I haven't come across any type of service like this for men specifically, even though they cover their general service covers everybody, but it's nice to have something specifically. I mean, I, I often have my my podcast, my pieces, like even a lot of the work I do is amongst women's issues. Uh, Yet when Rise IQ deals with corporates, the predominantly we're dealing with men in their 20s, 30s and 40s who are suffering from breakdowns and don't have a voice or don't know where to go in fear of um, the HR department knowing or being isolated within their actual team. So I really, really appreciate you coming on today and sharing your story and even sharing how it's actually helped you. So I hope, guys, if you um, haven't heard the website, it was www.risingvibe.com. Ron, thanks so much for today. You're welcome, Luna. The transcript and content on this podcast has been taken directly from the Rising Vibe website. Please visit the site to get much more insight and detail about their service. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please follow or subscribe through your favorite podcast platform or go to our website for more, riseiq.com.